Hello, everybody. My name is Nkozi, and this is the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Also on here is John. You want to say hi, John? Hey, everybody. All right. As you guys know, this is a podcast where we talk about the New York City food scene as well as pop culture as a whole. So this week we are going to be talking about a couple of things. We're going to be talking about Trevor Noah and his announcement to leave The Daily Show. We're going to be talking about the very weird and hilarious Megan trailer. We're going to be talking about the finale for She-Hulk, if you haven't seen it, so be aware of that. And uh, John is going to give us some more of his uh, food spots, so let's start it off. John, let us know what we're going to eat this week. Oh, man. This week, y'all going to eat real good. Y'all going to eat really, really good, I'm telling y'all. I got to say, I really love this restaurant that I'm about to tell y'all about. It's called Comfortland. Now, Comfortland has been in Queens for, I would say, a good while now. It started as Queens Comfort. It was a small location for the restaurant, and they were just starting out. I got to say... Uh, When I first went there, I actually went to the Queen's Comfort second location. And I'm telling you, the food there is amazing. Just amazing. Like, it was was phenomenal. Like, I had chicken and waffles. And instead of being like the chicken wing, you know, like regularly, you get like the chicken wing and the breast and a waffle. No, they, 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 they attacked my inner child and just gave me a nice no not just nice awesome two chicken breasts on top of a waffle and when I say it was amazingly good I actually was silent I I actually actually chewed my food properly which was shocking for Toya because I usually smack when I chew yeah yeah I used to do that it it does not sound great or look great no, no, it doesn't. And and it annoys Toya when she sees me doing smacking. But I actually sat down there and I was like telling myself in my head, properly chew your food. This is not something you blindly walked into. This is this is amazing. I mean, I've had chicken and waffles plenty of places, but Queen's Comfort did it for me. Like it was it was my go to. It was my so go to on like Sundays. If I didn't have to work, I wanted to go to Queen's Comfort. It kind of annoyed uh, my wife a little bit, but I, I really love Queen's Comfort. And I was saddened when they shut down. But one thing it, uh, it left was Comfortland. And Comfortland is just like a treasure trove of everything you could want. Like, I mean, literally everything you could want like pretty much it's a place where the itis is not the only fictional item on the menu like to be honest they did have a um they did they don't it's not on the menu anymore they did have a treat called the itis it was a frosted covered don't chocolate covered donut with eclit with um custard filling and it was topped with 
powdered sugar and Oreo, like Oreo, Oreo cookie dough chunks. And when I say I, 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 I always order this. I literally order, order. I literally would come, even though I'm writing myself out. So yes, yeah, so we could add this to the. We can add a new scoreboard when John snitches on himself. Yes, number three. But I mean, hey, oh, oh. you've been well. I mean, we're at the. What is this? This is the ninth or tenth episode. I mean, you've only done it three times. I mean, that's pretty good. That's like one yeah, every pretty... other episode. And this time, I actually announced it. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> so I go to I go to Queens Comfort. I, I use I go to Comfortland. I go to Comfortland when I'm cheating on my diet. Mm. It, yes, cheating on my diet. I'm sorry. It, but in my defense, in my defense, I do go for, I, I don't eat anything too heavy, but I, I, when I came across Comfortland, I just can't get enough. I really can't get enough of the jelly bombs. Now, yes, I said jelly bombs, okay, which is very entertainingly hilariously when you say it, like, you know, like, oh, what do you got? Oh, I got me some jelly bombs. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the baked goods they have is just so entertaining, but so good. I mean, from my favorite is the Boston cream croissant. You gotta try this. I mean, literally, it is a. It's like it looks like a croissant when you really look like a croissant, like shaped kind of like a croissant, not. 100% on the nose, but it's shaped like a little mini baked croissant covered with chocolate and multicolor, of course, the multicolor sprinkles. And on the inside, it's just, it's just like infused with love. Like all, like when, when you take the first bite, it is like, oh my goodness. I don't know why I've been punishing myself by eating Dunkin' Donuts and yeah, we're just gonna leave it on duck and donuts because I mean, it's not it's, it can't pull me away from my Krispy Kreme and my Machi Machi. But yeah, you it, snitched it, it, on it, yourself it, once, John. Let's make let's not make it two in one episode. Okay, <laughs> but definitely, guys, y'all gotta check Comfortland out. I mean, from the big goods, they they have these Captain Crunch chicken fingers that are on point with the truffle fries. Now, most people get it with the truffle fries, but me, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I go I go the mile. I like to go the mile. I'm a glutton at heart, but I'm working on it. I'm working on not being so much of a glutton. I've worked hard, very hard not to be a glutton. And you know, Kenny, I'm a, I'm a big glutton sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I've been, I've, I, I can say, and 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 they've seen me, you know. Whenever I come to um, Comfortland, they 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 know I do not glutton out. I have not been a glutton. I had I can, I have proof, and I, mean, I have receipts. I mean, I don't know I have how receipts. much proof you could have, John. When if they know you by sight, if they know you by sight, that means you've been there a lot. 
Yeah, so it may not have yeah. individually been a glutton, but you're definitely a repeat, repeat customer. Well, that's that that is true. I'm a repeat customer. So definitely, definitely try those with the truffle fries. Or my my good go to is the chopped cheese empanadas. Yes, I said chopped cheese empanadas. And I'm I'm giving out a warning. These are so good, so good that there, there's a chance it it could cause if you if you're in a relationship, guys, and you share this with your significant other, make sure you get like maybe two or three orders. Don't just get one. I, I have a loyal follower who's kind of having a lover spat at the moment and yeah uh i think uh I, I, if if i had mentioned that he should have gotten maybe two or three orders ahead of time before introducing it to his girlfriend and fiance he would have avoided the situation he's in now I mean, John, you can't put that on yourself. You know, when you're with somebody, you need to know, like, you need to bring some stuff if you're, you need to bring some stuff back if you're going out to get something to eat. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, me and Victoria, we, we don't have that problem, but I, apparently his, his, his problem was that. So, I, I do suggest, guys, if you're going to go to Comfortland, and this is it's like you, you you go without your significant other. Make sure you you, you definitely uh, double up um, when you leave. And moving on, Comfortland is I have to say is one of the definite definite hidden gems of um, Queens in general. Uh, well, it's like a hidden gem in Astoria, but I definitely say throughout all Queens, it, it is definitely one of the many hidden gems. Because, like, for them to... They survived the pandemic and literally came out with, like, a whole new menu on top of that. So, definitely check out Comfortland, guys. Comfortland is located on 40... 0930th Avenue in Astoria, Queens. Zip code 1103 for everyone who uses Google Maps. But the next place I'm going to say is, Kenny, I have to say it's a step up on my half because I say I have been to a lot of um, food festivals like the Night Market and you know, random food festivals you see, like, in the street. But, dude, I am definitely stepping up. I get to attend the Wine and Food Festival. Nice. That yes. Very, like, John, for our for the people who don't know what the Wine and Food Festival, like, I know that's a big deal, but you want to explain to them what the Wine and Food Festival is? So, the Wine and Food Festival is a four-day event. It's kind of like Comic-Con in a way, but it's broken down in certain ways. So Thursdays are like their opening 
event where they usually where they basically they, it's like a burger bash and you get a sample of all of New York well yeah all of New York's come up restaurants from uh, catering companies to bakeries and even um, new newly entered into New York establishments also pop up at the wine and food festival. Now, besides the the first three days, I would say the the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, those events are a hundred percent and regularly open to the public. But it's also, but it it comes. Each day is different. So Thursday, like I was saying, was like the burger bash. Friday is usually wine tasting. Yeah, it's wine tasting. And you get to sample some of the, um, a lot of the baked goods, a lot of baked goods and upcoming pop-up restaurants that are newly, that have now have locations in certain parts of NYC. One of the bakeries that I come across, I actually met them, I actually came across them last year, which was my first time working Wine and Food Festival. And I, well, and I didn't, I wasn't there too long. I only worked it for six hours. And most of the time I walked around patrolling the area. I did sample some of the spots, but I did not do it while I was on patrol. I did not do it while I was on patrol. That is totally unprofessional. If you work security at any event, it is unprofessional to be like participating in the actual event when your job is to make sure certain people aren't doing certain things wrong. Just a heads up for all those um, security guards out there that get lucky to do events like this. And do not be on your phone. Please do not be on your phone. But getting to um, the spot that I really liked, and I met them last year, and I was trying to get um, some more of the samples and information, and I, I didn't get lucky, but one of the girls remembered me, Kennedy, like she remembered me. Like she, she's minding her own business. She was like, "Oh my goodness, it's you! I, I know you." Yes, I got one of those. Nice. That's a that's that's nice to have. That's nice to have. Yeah, yeah. I, and 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 not one moment did she mention me uh, um, coming. And she did. She just said nothing but good things to say about me. And when I mentioned her to her about um, my food page being hacked. She she was very saddened by it, but you know I told her I had the new page up, and if she wanted to um, join me on restaurant reviews, I said definitely she can do it. And the name of the her um, establishment that she works at is Innocent. Yesterday, 
you're going to feel guilty today, just, just to tell you all that. It, it, it actually says that in the name. Innocent yesterday, guilty today. Now, Innocent Yesterday, um, Guilty Today is a cafe, really good baked goods. I mean, amazingly baked goods. But the favorite thing that I like from Innocent Yesterday and Guilty Today is their chocolate chip cookies. They are amazing, Kennedy. I mean, you remember the Toe House cookies? Like, a, I mean, did you grow up eating Toe House cookies too? I mean, I was more of a Sausalito kind of person, but I do know a good Tall House cookie. Yeah, I like those. Oh, dude, they hit it on the nail. I mean, really, really hit these on the nail, these cookies. I came across them, and then I was like, and and, and they do like the the regular Tall House, but they also do that, the, the nice, the ch um, chocolate chunk. Remember the chocolate chunk? Um, it was like that thick cookie but if you didn't make it right you you definitely made hockey pucks oh yeah oh yeah i do definitely know the thick <laughs> piece of like dark chocolate yeah yeah i know that. oh man but it's it's so well spread out in like so you you think you're gonna just have like a regular thick cookie no 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 see this is where the the name actually fits in for these cookies because You'll, you'll have, like, your first bite and be like, oh, I'm not doing anything harmful. You know, it's just, just one, I can just stop. I can stop at one cookie. You're not going to stop at one cookie. Just just give your hands up. You're not going to stop at one cookie. And for all those people who, who come across this place, there's a guaranteed chance if you do purchase anything from this place, you're probably going to either double up or triple up on the baked goods. From innocent yesterday, guilty today, like literally, literally. I'm, I'm. That's my honest opinion. You're gonna either double up or triple up, and they'll have the wine and feud. This will be the second year I'm seeing them at the wine and feud festival, and I'm telling you, everybody that I mentioned, Kennedy, when I was working the event, yeah, everyone was saying, you need to have your own booth. They tell me I need to have my own tent and booth. You mean the innocent yesterday, guilty today? Yeah. Because everyone I was sending over to them, they I mentioned, you should really have your own booth because you're, you're literally, you were spot on about what we, what we, you know, the cookie and everything. And I was like, it ain't just a cookie. No, 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 no. Don't, don't try to play me. I, I, I talked about other stuff. Oh, oh, I did talk to people about it. I told them, Go where they're located, and I—I uh, don't know if I—I think I was coming off a little aggressive a couple of times. So when I mentioned to people, I apologized if I came off aggressive. But man, they—they—they—they—they they, 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 they know what they're doing in there, you know. Really do these these girls are on point, I'm telling you. And I—I'm even though I I do share loyalty to a lot of cookie spots. But I, I, I'm glad this is my new, this will be, is one of the newest ones I can happily, you know, recommend to people, you know, because, I mean, not everybody, especially, especially tourists, because the area where it's located, a couple of um, good restaurants, I mean, good hotels are in that area. 
And a lot of people definitely um, gave me a thumbs up. I even had a, I was even approached by a follower. Didn't know they were at the Wonder Food Festival, but they, they just literally walked up to me. He was like, hey, you're Fat Man Love Anime NYC 21? I was like, yes. You know? I got to say, my picture is doing me justice. You know? My picture is doing me justice. So, definitely check this out. Innocent Yesterday Proving Guilty uh, and Guilty Today is located 252B East 77th Street. New York, New York, 10075. And yes, people, it, it is it is just like the name stands. If you were thinking about going to this place today and planned on going tomorrow, just let just just know you're innocent in the present, but as of the future, you you are guilty. All right. Well, Thank you, John, for letting us know about a couple of good big spots. Um, I'll definitely check out that second one. You know, as long as I'm guilty in terms of my diet and not guilty in terms of any crime. Because of, right. You know, I would not do well in prison. No. I, I mean, I don't even think I'd do well in prison. No. I don't want to no. be the type of person that says, oh, I do great in prison. No. I just no, never no. want to go. No. Please, please. Don't, don't. Mm -mm. I don't know. That's why I be, that's why I always focus on being good. And I don't do bad. Even though some things feel bad, I do my best to do good. And with that fourth thing, overall that John has done to implicate himself, we will move on to our yes. next topic. Uh, so, for those of you who are aware, who watch The Daily Show, uh, Trevor Noah recently has announced that he is leaving The Daily Show after seven seasons, or seven years. Um, and I always think it's interesting when someone leaves a show, especially one like The Daily Show that's been around for decades at this point it's almost older than me honestly daily show started yeah. in 1993 it had craig kilburn on there then it switched over yeah. to john stewart then uh john stewart, stewart you know he had the longest run and then he handed it off to trevor noah trevor noah did his own thing and now after seven years he's pretty much going to leave he's going to go back on tour he's going to visit countries learn new languages because you know he fell in love with touring during the pandemic but uh john what do you feel about uh trevor noah leaving the daily show i mean i'm kind of in, in a way i'm kind of sad you know i'm kind of sad because i really like trevor noah i really like trevor noah i've, I've seen him on when I saw it, him on Jimmy Fallon, and he was talking about it, I was just like, wait, what? I was kind of shocked, because I, cause I, I always seen Trevor Noah as like, um, he, he felt, he, in my personal opinion, he's like my Johnny Carson. Okay. You know? That's who Trevor Noah is. Trevor Noah is like my Johnny Carson. 
after seeing him for all these years, and man, it's just priming of talent. They couldn't have picked anybody else because, I mean, Trevor Noah was it, you know? I mean, I always felt like with Trevor Noah, the biggest thing is he was good in the Daily Show. What I always found the most interesting things about Trevor Noah was when he was just speaking unscripted, because that's mm-hmm. where I think most people fell in love with Trevor Noah. It wasn't from the scripted moments of The Daily Show and the usual segments. I think people fell in love with Trevor Noah, like when he was doing his between the show stuff, where he would just talk to the audience off script, nothing planned, just get questions and answer. I think that's where most people fell in love with Trevor Noah when they realized how intelligent he is, how worldly he is, how much, how well he can shape his ideas in a very small amount of time, which, you know, lends itself great to comedy, you know? Oh, yes. And I think with most people, the biggest thing I've heard is it's just like, even if they necessarily didn't like the Daily Show after Jon Stewart left because they had such an emotional attachment to Jon Stewart being there. The -hmm. big thing is, I think when they talk about Trevor Noah, they're talking about a guy who, as a person, I think they like very much. I think as a person, as a comic, even as a novelist, they love his sense of humor, they love his insight, they love the things that he can do, because he does them very well. And... I mostly feel the same way. I love Trevor Noah based off that. And Mm -hmm. I like him on The Daily Show, but that's not the thing I like about him most. I like to see him when he's unscripted talking to the audience. He just has to formulate his own thoughts. I Mm -hmm. like that. But I do think on The Daily Show, he was getting better and better. He was in there for seven years, and I felt like this was the moment when he was really starting to take off. So yes, oh. and he's and, and the thing is, he gets he gets uh, a lot. He's been in them a lot, you know. Trevor Noah has like a lot of range, and like when in he's made a lot of cameos in a lot of movies, and it was it, it in a way like when. Like uh, most of the people that I know at my job, they 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 were talking about Tre- when they talked about Trevor Noah le- leaving, and it was like, "Why are you leaving?" It's, it, it just they didn't understand. A lot of people didn't understand, and I was like, "So I guess if you're having a problem understanding why the man is leaving, maybe you should probably evaluate, you know, your." level of fandom, like, you know, because I don't blame the guy for leaving, you know? I don't blame him. He's going to bigger and better things. He's touching on stuff he was doing, um, you know, when he started, you know? Like, him, him wanted, one of the things I, I remember hearing when he was saying he wanted to do was go back to doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I to I've seen I got lucky one year 
and I went to a comedy show, and John Stewart was there. And I was like, oh, shoot, John Stewart's about to do stand-up? He, well, he didn't do any stand-up. He was more like the host for the event. But I was like, wow. I, I, at first, I thought he was going to do stand-up. But apparently he didn't. He was just hosting an event. And I like the other comedians that were there. For him to, I would love to see him do stand-up, to be honest. I, I'd pay a lot for that show. Okay. I would pay a lot. I'd, I'd pay, yeah. Hopefully not going over my budget. Okay, but looping back to Trevor Noah? Yeah, but looping back to Trevor Noah, the man's, the man, it's, it's, I would say it's, it is his, it, in a way I feel like after all the years being able to turn on my television or go to Hulu, I'm, I guess it is his time, you know, in a way. It's shocking because I honestly I had I had him set to maybe leaving after good uh, thirteen seasons. I mean, what, what, what's your opinion? Where, where, where did you see him maybe leaving at? I mean, I I more had him leaving after like ten to fifteen seasons, but I do think he is striking while the iron is hot. He's doing the. It's like with a professional athlete where they have two choices. They can either leave in their prime or they mm-hmm. can leave after their prime is way past it. And yeah. I think the guys who have the least regrets, funny enough, are the ones who leave right around their prime or very quickly after their prime is lost. Like those right. are the guys who have like the least amount of regrets. Like, I'm talking about, you know, Michael Strahan. He left when he was still able. I think he still had a good two, three years in him. But mm-hmm. he decided to leave right then. And I think that was the right decision. Um, also, from boxing, you know, you may agree with mm-hmm. this. Uh, Lennox Lewis. Yes. Oh, Lennox definitely. Lewis left right in his prime. Yeah. He retired immediately in his prime, and when you see Lennox Lewis now, Lennox Lewis looks great. Oh, definitely. You know, um, I think uh, Ray Rice, he retired a little bit after his prime. He wasn't still in his prime yeah. when he left, but he definitely retired at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably could have gone on for another two or three years, but I think that would have dragged down his legacy a little bit too much. Yeah. So... I think him leaving now is him absolutely striking when the iron is hot. I think Mm -hmm. him leaving now is I got seven years in. Could I go on for another, you know, seven or ten? Yeah. I think nobody was going to push him out. But at the same time, I think he saw, you know, the pandemic really showed him. Yes. You know, I really want to get back into stand up. And I think he's pursuing his goal and he's pursuing what he wants to do. Uh, I think Trevor Noah is like, he's a comedian's comedian. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's going to be, and this might be way too big. I could be way projecting on this. But I think Trevor Noah is going to be the younger generation's version 
of like a Chris Rock for us. Ooh. Yeah. You know, where he is, because, you know, when you think about Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, obviously. Mm-hmm. When you think about yes. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, obviously legend. He legend. was the megastar. You know? mm-hmm. But when you talk about Chris Rock, because I think most people, when they think about Chris Rock, they think about him being a comedian. But the thing about Chris Rock and the reason why he gets so much respect in like the comic community, like the Canadian yes. community and all that is like Chris Rock is one of those pillars for mm. black comedy out there. Yes. Like when you're talking about it, you know, you might bring up your Richard Pryor, obviously. You'll bring mm-hmm. up another name. Um, like Bernie so, Mac or... Um, well, yeah, you bring up Bernie Mac. You'd also bring up, you know, Bill Cosby. Red Fox. Red Bill Fox. Cosby or Red Fox, yeah. yeah. You know, just move past that real quick. Uh, you know, you'll bring up Eddie Murphy. You'll bring up Dave Chappelle. But Chris Rock is right there. Like, Chris yes. Rock is sustained... Uh, I mean, he's had specials for like 10 years. There was a 10, 15 year stretch where Chris yes. Rock was the comedian, the black comedian. That was Chris mm-hmm. Rock. I think Trevor Noah is on that trajectory where I think he can be that for the generation younger than us. For like mm. people who are like 10 years younger than us, I think when they think of who, which black comedian is going to be that pillar for comedy, mm-hmm. like they're going to see Dave Chappelle as a legend. They're going to right. see Chris Rock as a legend, just like mm-hmm. with Eddie Murphy and stuff like that. But, right. you know, they're going to see, and this is going to be funny, and I think you'll agree with this, they're going to see Kevin Hart in that Eddie Murphy role for us. Wow. I can see it. I could when you think when you say it, yeah, I could see Kevin Hart being like the, the, the comedian the Eddie. that blew up and he's a megastar. Mm-hmm. That's that was Eddie Murphy and now it's Kevin yeah. Hart. Yeah, now it is. So for kids growing right. up, when they think of that com- comic superstar, they're gonna think Kevin Hart before they mm-hmm. think Eddie Murphy. Right. Because the just the time between like Eddie Murphy Raw and now, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy Raw I think is older than the both of us. Oh, it's it's definitely older than the both of us. So that's that's what I mean when I say like it is so it's such a huge gap. Mm-hmm. So for people who are younger than us, Kevin Hart was their Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And I think for people who are younger than us, Trevor Noah is going to be their Chris Rock for yeah. them. No, no, and I agree with you a hundred percent that that's how it's going to be. Because I mean, you, you could see it now. Like if if I've asked my nieces, it like you know who who's their go to comedy comedy uh, personnel. And of course, I'm thinking, you know, because come from a girl, uh, uh, come from my nieces, of course, I'm thinking the first person they're going to say 
is like maybe Monique or Wanda Sykes. But the the first thing I've heard, no, surprisingly, the first thing I that I have heard out their mouth was Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense because all yeah. the all the amazing female comics that we remember were coming mm-hmm. out with stuff when we were growing up. Yeah, and really, when you think about it, like with the internet and with all the stuff that he's been able to do and his comedy specials, which are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Trevor Noah is well on his way to, at the end of the day, he's going to be in that I think the I think the floor is Chris Rock. Yeah. Like, I think he has a high ceiling, but I think the absolute floor is he's going to be the Chris Rock for this next generation oh yeah definitely you know and i think i think that's a cool thing i think that's a cool thing yeah that is that's that that that's a, that's that is something that i i i i like about comedy it's like you can you can have comedy and then be able to pass it on to like the next generation yeah Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my dad, he passed on to me, like, you know, Richard Pryor, Robert Harrison. I, oh, shoot, George Carlin. Mm -hmm. I was a little totally about to forget George Carlin. And my favorite, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rodney Dangerfield was like, literally the one person my father had me had me see after my grandmother introduced me to um, Joey Carson. Jimmy Carson. Yeah, I said it right. Hopefully I said it right. But yeah. You know? No, you're, you're Trevor right. Noah. You're right. Yeah. Trevor Noah is definitely our Chris right. I mean... When I first came across Chris Rock, it was when he was doing the uh, galore sketches in a living color. Oh, yeah. I remember those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we're going to pivot a little bit. Well, not so much because we were talking about Trevor Noah and comedy. And we're going to talk about a horror trailer that ended up incredibly funny. Hilariously funny. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Megan trailer. Now, for those of you who haven't been on social media or online, um, Megan is the trailer for a horror movie that's going to take place in January of 2023. And mm-hmm. it brings a lot of like Chucky or Annabelle vibes. Only it oh no no no! It it, it says a hundred percent Chucky. I, I didn't see any Annabelle lines. I say a hundred percent Chucky. All right, that that is fair. That is fair. I mean, oh okay. I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts. So I'm I'm I mean, just it's, going to. It's just the trailer. We can spoil that. It's it's just it's the trailer. We can spoil that. 
Okay, fine, fine, cool. Okay, you, you yes, okay. So literally the 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 the, the dancing it's so chucky. It, it it literally screamed out when I saw like so when you see the trailer at first, you're like, oh okay, this looks interesting to watch. And I'm thinking maybe it's like uh, at first when I seen the trailer, I'm thinking this is like maybe like a uh, maybe it, it, I'm, I'm thinking I, I assumed I assumed this would be like maybe like one of those where like girl gets doll like Andrew well girl gets doll doll is um like a protector you know like I, I figure it'll be like one of those. Like hero villain type of horror horror films. I mean, there are very few hero villain horror films. I mean, I just saw I saw a tired young woman who had to take care of kids before she mm-hmm. could. So she was like, "I work in AI. I'm gonna give this person an AI doll, and yeah. it does not turn out well." No, 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 it doesn't. It, I mean, <laughs> no, but it's like the doll when you first see it, like Megan looks up and she's like, hi, I'm Megan. Do you want to play? And I was just like, okay, you are way too creepy. And yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, but Megan has way too much sass. Like, even the way Megan took off the shades, Megan was like, uh, what is this for peasants? And Megan gave off the look like Megan was tired of everything the minute they saw it. Yep. Yep. Or the minute she saw it. I mean, she's a doll. It's it's not a person, but still. Yeah. Man, she, she got some wit to her, man. She got some bars. I mean, Megan does have bars. Megan does have bars. Yeah. Megan has bars. Because, <laughs> like, like I said, the, like, the one thing I, 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 I grew, like, ooh, that's going to be a meme, was when, in the trailer, she's, like, Megan off, and she's like, wait, what? Yeah, that, that entire look <laughs> that she threw her was just like, who the f- who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> like, bitch, what you think you're talking to Siri? Like, oh, I mean, Megan was completely not for it. Like, Megan was like, all right, you got about two seconds to take that back. If not, I'm going to take yes. that back. And we going to fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, honestly... Like halfway while I was watching the trailer, I'm thinking maybe it's gonna um like I kinda for a second, I assume for a second it was gonna be kinda like that uh oh god man, please don't let me forget this movie. Oh, you remember the movie Jexy? No, I didn't see that movie. Uh well Jexy it well when I saw the Megan trailer that it got to just that part where uh, uh, in the trailer where they show how she's telling her to like turn off mm-hmm. and she gives her that look, I immediately thought about that movie, Jexy. Okay. And definitely, definitely is, is a good watch. It, it, you know, 
I personally watch it when uh, I watch that movie. You know, when I need to, when I feel like I'm really down in the dumps, I like to watch that movie to, you know, help, you know, me build up, you know, pick me up, you know? Well, I don't think this movie is going to let you pick yourself up. I mean, but. Oh, no, no, I, no. I will say the mean parts, even with that, it was still like in the range of like standard horror. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you get that scene in the woods where she's chasing somebody down on all fours, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is still fine. This is still fine. This is still regular horror. Oh, it yeah. It was the dancing. The so, dancing is just what, like, totally just threw it, totally, like, turned it up. Yeah, I mean, when you see Megan, you're just like, oh, she's just a doll. And then she starts body rolling. And I'm like, yes. what? Oh, my goodness. And in and, 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 and perfect. Like in a perfect, like um, from the like the guy from the movie Ted. I mean, only this one wasn't CGI. This was obviously somebody with yeah. a doll's face as a mask. But still, that yeah. part has everyone just like, "How am I supposed to take this movie seriously?" Thank I'm you. not okay. I already know if she's gonna be body rolling and doing flips and doing TikTok dances in this movie, I already yeah. know what I'm in for. I'm in for a fun time. It's not going to be a horror movie. It's going to be... Oh, like you think it's not going to be a horror movie? It's going to be a horror movie. I mean, hey. I saw that, and I was... I burst out laughing, and I immediately knew we were probably going to talk about it this week, because... Oh, yeah. Wow. Just Wow. Oh, so you're going to go see Megan when it comes in theaters? I'm going to see Megan when it comes in theaters, but I'm going to kind of hope that 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 theater is kind of somewhat a little lit because, whoo, I may have to, I may just go with a very, very large group of people (laughs) because, man, I kind of got a little, it kind of gave me the, the willies a little bit, you know? I can see that kind of gave me the willies like yeah I, I i'm i'm when when like the child's play movies kind of did a number on me you know yeah so megan megan kind of kind of looked like well with the body rolling thing i kind of calmed down a little bit but then when it shows like her running on all fours and her like literally Pelt like pouncing on someone, holding them down to the ground. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah." We're gonna we're gonna go with a large group. We're not gonna do this one alone. And I I would go there just by myself. And if somebody <laughs> pops up with Megan's mask, I'm gonna kick them straight in their chest. I'm gonna kick them straight in their chest, and I'm gonna keep moving. Because okay, when you say, are we talking about Boondocks kick in the chest, or like, because that I think that would be more effective. Nah, I'm I'm Sparta kicking that person in the <laughs> chest and leaving the theater. I'm just like, boom, I'm out. Mm-mm. That kick alone would be worth the price of admission. 
I, I, I think the Boondocks one would be more effective. <laughs> At least they don't have chance to get. You think they? You don't think they would have a? I mean, come on, that, they'd have a chance to get back up if you did the Spartan. Hey, I don't need them to worry about getting back up. I just need to worry about getting away. Okay, that's true. So, but yeah. Oh man. You know, funny enough, there is a theme that I didn't realize until now. Like, we talked about Trevor Noah with comedy. We're talking about Mm -hmm. a horror movie that went straight to comedy. And Mm -hmm. then we're going to talk about She-Hulk, which also is a workplace comedy. Yes. You know, like, I saw the finale. And before I get into it, John, how did you like it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? How do you feel about it? Okay, so when I watched the finale, I kind of felt like, on one hand, I kind of thought it wasn't really the finale, you know, but when they did the whole, when she did like, uh, oh, wait, no, I'm doing a spoiler. No, you can, you can go into it. We're, we're fully going to spoil this. We are going to talk about this finale. Oh, okay, cool. So when she does the whole thing, like, okay, you know what? Let me take off this inhibitor. And then you see them showing the Disney Plus Marvel selection. And she just, like, knocks down, like, her her window. And it's like, oh, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I'm going to go here. And she talks to um, Kevin Feige as an android. Yeah. I was just like, at that point, I kind of thought, I was like, so wait, is this a, I kind of thought it was like maybe a lead up to the finale. But then when I seen what happened afterwards, like the closing um, part of the episode, I was like, oh. This was good. This was definitely a finale, but it was good. Yeah, you know. No, I I really liked it. And to me, when she when she did that, like mm-hmm. my brain immediately started. I started cackling because my brain immediately went to one of my favorite comedies of all time, and that was Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Because at the end of Blazing Saddles, they're having this big fight, and then they pan out, and you realize they're on a soundstage, and then they're just crashing through sound stages on the Hollywood lot, fighting back and forth and everything like that. And yeah. I really think that if you... I think She-Hulk was one of those shows where if the comedy worked for you, the show mm-hmm. as a whole worked. And it worked really well. If you yeah. did not like the comedy, if you if the jokes weren't necessarily landing as consistently as that, I think you were not gonna like this finale. Cause I think I think the things that a lot of people wanted from this show, mm-hmm. you know, if the humor isn't landing, then it isn't gonna work for you. Just like with any comedy. Right. You know, it's like people love friends. 
I don't oh, like Friends man. because the comedy doesn't work for me. You know, but there are plenty of like comedies where like Friends or Cheers or like I like Frasier. Don't like Oh, Cheers. oh, oh. Frasier's yeah. good. But I, I do think that comedy is one of those things that's like really subjective. And you can recognize a well developed, well executed show. Mm-hmm. And just not like the comedy. You know? That's true. And I think that was the biggest thing. Like, if you did not like the comedy of She Hulk, you were not gonna like the show. But if you did like the comedy, I think you were gonna love this show. Right. You know, and the the big thing I did love about this is that one of the biggest complaints that I've heard from people is all Marvel TV shows or movies or anything have to end with one big battle with one big bad and maybe a portal that leads into another dimension or something like that. Or Karmatage. Or Karmatage or whatever. But there's usually a portal. There's usually a there's usually a big battle. It's usually real cinematic and you know while I did like that, while I do love those things, mm-hmm. I love the fact that with this and also with another show that we haven't really touched on, Werewolf by Night, right. the shows did not end like that. Mm-mm. Like, they just ended, it was completely different. There was, it was so unexpected. Like, nobody could have seen that ending. You could not have paid Mm -hmm. me enough money, and I would not have seen that Jen was literally going to break the fourth wall, go Mm -hmm. out, and, oh, real quick, when they went to the Disney Plus screen, did you also (laughs) think that something was wrong? I thought, yo, I literally thought that that was going, like, my TV did that. I yeah. literally thought that, like, I was like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 dude. Do I have an internet malfunction again? Like, because I, I, I had that problem when I showed it with my partner. When they were watching it, when that scene came up, they immediately picked up the remote and they were like, what? Huh? Did something? And then they heard Jen and they saw Jen punch it out and they were like, oh, this is part of the show. That's yeah. that it made me question, like, oh, did I, did I mess it up? Did I press a button? Did I do something? What? Yeah, like I, I know, I know the remote wasn't near me. Like I'm like, I know I didn't sit on the remote by accident, and you know, yeah, I I love that. I love that it made everybody question what they were doing, and then when the bit was fully revealed, you were just like, oh, okay, I got it. We're good. Yeah. But, oh, I, I did love it. I, I liked the series as a whole. I like the fact that not only with, especially with Daredevil, I like the mm. fact that, you know, I think there were a lot of people who they were so in love with the Daredevil from Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
that they just wanted him and they got the same actor and we're getting a similar Daredevil, but we're not getting the exact same Daredevil. No. I just think there have been way too many people who fell in love, who fall in love with characters and they're like, this character can never be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing that I talked to you about with uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Oh, man. How, you know, I love the movie. I really did. I do think that when people are talking about that movie, the one thing that they don't really address is that you you feel that that version at the end of it is your version, the version you love the most about Spider-Man. And that, you know, the version in... Spider-Man Homecoming and the version in Spider-Man Far From Home that that's Mm -hmm. not Spider-Man that that's not the Spider-Man you love the the biggest difference between that version of Spider-Man and the version of Spider-Man as Spider-Man No Way Home is the fact that he is alone he is in pain and he Mm -hmm. is broke alright and if you're and not, thing, oh, go ahead. And no, no, finish what you were saying. Finish what you were saying. I'm sorry. No, I'm just thinking like if he's not all three of those things, then if you still can't identify with that Spider-Man, I think that says a little bit more about you than it does about Spider-Man. You know, but it's like with the comics, it's like the people that can't identify with Spider-Man when he creates Parker Industries and they only identify with Spider-Man when he is struggling, when he is broke, but he's still moving forward and all that stuff. You know? Mm -hmm. But, hey, that's just me. And I think you noticed this as well. Did you Mm -hmm. notice how they made Daredevil more powerful? In yeah, in the Marvel universe. Yeah, absolutely right. They did. They they did pony up some um some some extra strength there, like like his uh oh he can sense everything. Well, it wasn't really the senses. It was more about his agility. Like oh, he yeah. was way more agile. He was able to dodge and do way more stuff than he ever was in the Marvel show. Yeah. You know, which I think will be interesting because if they bring that over to his new series, then we're going to see a much more acrobatic, we're going to see much more acrobatic Daredevil fights. And I'm really, I'm really loving that because that's a hallmark from the comics that Daredevil is incredibly acrobatic. Mm-hmm. Like he's close to Spider-Man. He's not Spider-Man, but he's very no. close in terms of his acrobatic ability. Yeah, and that's something we never really saw with the Netflix show. Oh, exactly. You know, so I I loved it. Like I didn't love all of it, but I loved the majority of it. Like, mm-hmm. what are what are some of the things you loved about the show as a whole? I mean, outside of when, 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 uh, what was the episode where they first, 
when we first meet, uh, where Daredevil makes his cameo. That was uh, that was episode eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in episode eight, I really liked it. I really liked it because I was like, okay, one, I was I was impressed with the uniform, the whole yellow and red. Okay. I really liked it. It is it, is definitely something new because I remember seeing something similar in a comic, you know. And I was yeah. like, "Huh. I saw this before. Why did I see this before?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's one of the Marvel old school Daredevil looks." Okay. I'm liking this. And how they taught they touched on the relationship with She-Hulk and Daredevil. Even though she hooked up with the thing, I I really feel uh that there could have been a uh I think the 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 She-Hulk and Daredevil relationship was more entertaining than the whole she she de- She-Hulk and thing. Just just pointing that out. What She-Hulk and thing? You talking about the comics? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was more talking about the show. Like, what else did you like? No, no, I'm just saying that's what the show touched on. The the way the show touched on how um, her relationship-wise between uh, in the Marvel Universe. Well, no, they didn't really touch on that. They never even... They... She... Like, she mentioned talking about when the Fantastic Four are coming out, but they didn't really touch on that part. Like, what else did you like about the show outside of She-Hulk and Daredevil? Oh, outside of She-Hulk and Daredevil? Yeah, I like the villains. I really like the villains they brought in. They brought into um, the show. Really like And how they do... Uh, it was just really, I really liked everything in the show. I can't really just touch on one thing. I like the whole show in general, from the comedy to the cameos that they had in, how they stuck to the comic book, and, you know, I liked it all. There's mm-hmm. nothing, there's nothing I can. I can um, point out that overpowers anything else about the show. All right. So with that being said, uh, I think we'll be able to wrap up the episode. So, John. But do one thing I want to say. But everybody, please do, if you haven't caught it yet, to watch um, the episode of She-Hulk. If you haven't. If you haven't. Then sorry for the spoilers. If we spoiled anything. I mean if you got through this whole thing. And you still haven't seen She-Hulk. I don't feel bad for you. But. With that being said. John. Tell people where to find you. 
you can hit me up on Instagram at Fat Man Loves Anime NYC 21. Feel free to DM me if you have a restaurant you would like me to look into or check out. And also DM me if you want to know any um, other spots from the... Um, any secret spots I got in my little wallet that I'm not trying to talk about. Definitely ask me about that. Because if you're looking for a go-to spot for your own self and you want to call it your uh, happy place away from, from life, then yeah, definitely, definitely hit me up. Because I have a lot of those places. All right. And uh, for me, as always, if you want to find me in terms of social media or anything like that, please do not. But if you do want to find us on the podcast, there are a couple places you can look for us. So you can look for our email. That's two sides podcast at gmail.com. That's T-W-O-S-I-D-E-Z podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Two Sides Coin. You can find us also on Instagram at Two Sides of a Coin. All right. So hope everybody has a good day. Hope everybody has a good rest of the week. And uh, we will catch you next week.